0: It is time to move on past the Syracuse game on today's Locked On Boston College. We're going to be joined by Candace Cooper for a segment who's going to tell us all about the Virginia Tech Hokies and we will get into some of the nitty-gritty that came up during Jeff Halfley's press conference which are details you are not going to want to miss. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of
1: the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening. If this is your first listen, I want to welcome you all to our show. Today's show is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving community since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right. Now we wipe the slate clean about Syracuse. It's time to move on. We have to get into what's going on with Friday's game. It's the Red Bandana game against the Virginia Tech Hokies. It's a night game. It's on ESPN. uh, I think it's ESPN2. Get ready for some good college football on Saturday night. Now, on Tuesday, Jeff Halfley held his one press conference for the week. Because it's a shortened week, he's not going to do his Zoom uh, segment on Wednesday. This is it. So what did Jeff Halfley have to talk about? There was a ton. You know, some of these press conferences, you get the, oh, you know, they're a good team. They are, you know, playing at a high level, all this kind of stuff. It's not really that great stuff. But this had so many juicy nuggets of information that you need to know about. First of all, the biggest question, the question that everyone is stuck on, the quarterback. What is Jeff Halfley going to do on Friday? Now, the depth chart came out yesterday, and the depth chart had Emmett Moorhead or Dennis Grossell as quarterback one. That's not a big surprise. I'm I'm even surprised he has Emmett Moorhead on there because I I feel like... At Boston College, the depth chart really doesn't mean anything. They don't put much effort into it. They barely ever update it. I mean, if you looked at left tackle this week, it was Tyler Vrabel with uh, Kevin Klein behind him. So don't I don't read into what the depth chart does and doesn't say. Now on Tuesday, Halfley kicked it off by saying his goal is that he would like to have just one quarterback heading into Saturday's game. Uh, Friday's game, excuse me. And that, you know, he may have to go with two at different points, but his his preference is one quarterback, and they have made a decision. So that was interesting. He talked a lot about Emmett Moorhead, did not talk a lot about Dennis Grosell. They also had Emmett Moorhead available for talking to the press. They did not have Grosell. Again, these signs are starting to point to something, right? You you expect that when you see all of this, that maybe they're finally gonna make that move. And You know, I think that's what they're going to plan on doing. To me, every sign points to Emmett Moorhead being the starting quarterback on Friday. I think that's the best move. I think as I, I know a lot of BC fans are all in the same boat. He's the kid with really strong potential that could do a lot of things. Now Moorhead talked as well, and this is the first time that he had the option to i mean he was available to the press and he had a lot of interesting things to talk about now he's only started he said 10 games i think throughout high school and into college that is quite the small number and you know it's a huge learning curve and he talked a lot about how the speed of the game he's he's still adjusting to it which is what we saw on saturday like at made a lot of times where he would make his first read wasn't there would get sacked because he just didn't know what to do with the ball he talked a lot about Making sure that he's ready if he plays on Friday. He you know, he couched it a little bit. Now, the the things that I thought were interesting was his comments about some of his teammates. First of all, he talked about Dennis Grossell glowingly. Now I know a lot Grossell's shine has kind of faded amongst Boston College fans, but it was really nice to hear, even with his struggles, what Grossell meant to um, to Moorhead, he talked about him being a leader, helping him when he moved in, getting ready for the college life, getting him through the first sets of practices. It was really kind of a cool comment, and really, you know, you hear all about Gr- Grossell in the background and what he does, and that it—that's what he does, that's what he's doing, and that. You know, Moorhead said it's this is the his time. It was you know Grossell's time, but it didn't work out. But Grossell is still supportive of him and doing everything that he can to help him be a winner. So I wanted to make sure I commented on that because I thought it was a really great comment by Moorhead. Now, interestingly enough, he also talked specifically about Alec Lindstrom, and I thought it was really interesting to hear what Lindstrom does for Moorhead um, as a young quarterback. Now, Moorhead, as he said, has only started a few things and uh, a few times. in in high school and college. So he's going to learn. He's got a steep learning curve. He's going to pick some stuff out, But he referred to Alec Lindstrom as like his second coach out there. Lindstrom is kind of his calming factor that helps him um, get through, you know, uh, being able to read what the uh, coverage is going to be. He points it out for for Moorhead. He also points out the mic linebacker, uh, who's, who's the mic, so that he can set coverages. It sounds like, you know, Lindstrom is picking up a lot of that slack. For a young quarterback. And taking some off his plate. Which is huge. You When you have a young quarterback. A freshman. Who has played so little. You want him to be able just to do the basics for now. You'll be able to get him to point out the Mike linebacker later. You'll be able to get him to set what the the coverage is. But for right now. Let's just have him working on um, you know, his plays. I mean, he just told me he took off his wrist, uh, the wrist thing for the first time. He just needs to get the basics down. And so that's really cool. I thought it was really interesting to hear that Lindstrom is such a big part of what Morehead has to do. So that was the quarterback piece. There was a lot there. Now, speaking of Alec Lindstrom, interesting comment that uh, Jeff Halfley made during his press conference was that botched snap last week against um, Clemson. Now, that goes into our bucket of, oh my gosh, how did the offensive line make that play? Apparently, in that series, Alec Lindstrom had jammed his finger and couldn't get a good grip on the ball. And that's why he sailed it over Moorhead's head. Now, Halfley wasn't making excuses. He said, even if that's the case, that's uh, you can't do that. You just can't because turnovers are so big. But it gave some context of what happened. It's not like, oh, Lindstrom is just a bad snapper. He was hurt. So I thought that was giving some good context to a play that really did make a huge difference in that game. Hopefully Lindstrom's okay, and uh, he'll be ready to go. Now, in terms of being ready to go, there was a bunch of injury news, and some of it was really interesting and new. First off, there was no news on Tyler Vrabel. I still have not heard who's going to be the starting left tackle. Um, I'm guessing it's Zion Johnson who talked about playing tackle a little bit during his, uh, his interview time. But there was no talk about Vrabel. So that's that. And when, when I don't think it'll be Jack Conley based off of Co- Halfley's comments after the game on Saturday, it sounds like it won't be Conley. Don't worry about that. But the uh, Isaiah Graham Mobley, you know, linebacker who is out with an upper body injury. Halfley said he's hopeful. I don't haven't heard that one for a while. I'm not sure what that means, but then he goes back to the day to day for Trey Barry and Brandon Sebastian day to day could mean anything. It's so hard to read what Halfley means with these injury reports because they're, they're purposely kind of vague. But, you know, day-to-day, sometimes it can mean that they're playing. Sometimes it means they're out for the year. You never know. So that was their updates on all three. At least he didn't rule them out because there were two players he did sort of rule out almost, I think, for the rest of the season. And that's Dion Jones, safety we haven't seen at all this year, and Kobe White. It sounds like both of their injuries are pretty significant, and Halfley didn't rule them out yet for the season. But it sounds like he'd be very—they're—they're they're kind of in that Phil Drakovic realm where it sounds like it's doubtful either of them will play. So those are both injuries. I mean, they—they've gotten past the safety one, and you know, obviously, you wished you could see Kobe White do more because he didn't get really that—I think he had one catch all year. Uh, but that's—that's that's a bummer. I don't know if Kobe can—he. You know, redshirted last year, so I'm not sure he's going to be able to play again. This could be the end of his career. Deion Jones, I'm not sure. I have to also look into him. I think he might be done, too. So, that's the injury report heading into Saturday's game. So, really a lot of interesting nuggets to take out of that press conference. And if you get a chance, listen to Morehead's comments. You get a good sense of of what he's like as a player. You get to see him for the first time. got like a... An interesting little haircut with a, with a headband. Kind of like what Grosselle has, but a little bit more shaggy. Um, but I think things are going to be in better shape for Saturday. I just get a sense. So check out their interviews on YouTube. Now, in a moment, we're going to be joined by Candace Cooper, who is going to talk to us all about Virginia Tech Hokies. She's the host of Locked On... ACC, where I co-host on Wednesdays, you're gonna to want to hear her thoughts. But first of all, college football fans, it's time. Have you heard about Prize Picks? You need to check them out. It's daily fantasy football made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Da- Prize Picks is the leader in college football daily fantasy. I've tried all of them. I'm telling you, Prize Picks is the most fun. Offers more college football props than anyone in the world, and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you may not have even heard of. You can, like, make up anything. You could try, te- you know, players from teams you may not even be aware of or know much about. It's just fun to try them out. Prize Picks offers you any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdown, even interceptions thrown. You can just pick two to five players, the over-under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. And they do mixed uh, sport entries. You could pick Jalen Brown and Patrick Mahomes, and you could try it out that way. It's a fun way of, of mixing up sports and trying fantasy sports in a way that you've never tried it before. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And when you put a deposit down, up to $100, if you make, uh, if you use promo code LOCKEDON, they're going to match you up to that $100. That's a win right there. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. This episode of Locked On Boston College is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and families can come and connect. Place where classmates can go to first study group, knowing that they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Or if you're doing a fantasy basketball draft, you can head to McDonald's and do it with your friends. Head on over to McDonald's and you can get the sausage McMuffin, which is my favorite. I love having a sausage McMuffin. It's like my Sunday treat every week. So head to McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Da 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 da. I'm loving it. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I am joined by Candace Cooper, the host of Locked On ACC. She is here to talk about the Virginia Tech Hokies who play Boston College on Friday in the red bandana game at Alumni Stadium. Candace, how's it going?
1: Not bad, not bad. We're already setting this up to be a pretty exciting game, so I feel like everyone in Hokie nation should be a little nervous.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've I've spent the last two and a half weeks, actually four weeks, talking about Boston College and the struggles that they've had, and and last week they've kind of hit bottom. Um, but Virginia Tech is another team that's that's in the midst of some real struggles. They're four and four. They have not, you know, played to the level that I think many ex- expected them to in the coastal. Can yeah, you kind of give us a a, a an overview of how the Hokie season has gone so far.
1: Yeah. So Virginia Tech currently sitting fourth in the coastal two and two in the conference play. And there's just been so many games that Virginia Tech has been in, but to have some serious head scratcher, they started out the season really hot, you know, playing North Carolina. Everyone had North Carolina ready to go. They were sitting at seated at number 10 in the country. And then Virginia Tech just spoils that party. And they started great like middle Tennessee and they, Played a close one against West Virginia, didn't quite come up with the win. Played a close one against Notre Dame, didn't quite come up with the win. And then they started to get a little shaky with Pittsburgh getting blown out and having to play a Syracuse team that was desperate for a win, also playing a Georgia Tech team that you never know who you're going to get. And now we're just trying to figure out who are the Hokies who can't seem to find an identity, despite the fact that they have some serious veteran leadership on the front line and they have Burmeister, who is starting to figure out who he is. And by that, I mean, he knows he's not a long ball thrower and he's trying, starting to like make sure we understand his assignment and he can run when he can, despite being injured but then you have key weapons in Trey Turner, Tavion Robinson who are trying to do their best to make up for that but it doesn't quite always come together defensively on that end it seems to be a struggle for these Hokies
0: and uh, you know if you've listened to Locked on ACC go back you can find them on uh, wherever you get your podcast find some of the earlier episodes where I publicly get kind of on Justin Fuente and I feel like the season has kind of justified it because it seems like he's a coach on the hot seat. Candace is he is, is, you know, I think Bruce Feldman of the athletic had his coach's hot seat. And I believe, you know, after Clay Helton got fired at USC, Justin Fuente was number two. Is, is his seat molten hot right now?
1: I think his seat is warm. I don't know if it's spicy hot, not molten hot only because I think with the win against North Carolina, despite the fact that we know about them now, they played some really close games and come up short. Now, like, I think there have been some coaching decisions that didn't quite go Virginia Tech's way, But overall, when you have the health of your quarterback in question, as you guys, of course, know here at Boston College, you always kind of have a little bit more of an excuse like, oh, well, he's not at 100%. So it makes the team already kind of have to play up or try to play from behind. And I think that the Hokies are just, a team that for so long, you know, Beamer ball and all of that, they've had this identity over the coastal over the ACC of being a really strong component and contender every year that after last year, we give 2020, we give grace to everybody maybe, but then 2021, it's like, okay, no excuses. We have fans, you have lane stadium as supposed to be your advantage and you're not playing to that. Then you start to have to ask, okay, is it coming from within? Is it a player's motivation thing or is it some coaching? And I think we're starting to say maybe it's
0: some coaching. You know what strikes me about Virginia Tech and their coaching? You know, Boston College fans, we watched BC get – it was Jeff Halfley's worst loss until this season at, at Lane Stadium last year. It was, I think it was 41-10 to 10 or 44-10 to 10 to the Hokies. And what struck me about that game was Hendon Hooker was dynamic. He was – he just – BC had no way of stopping him. And he – what ends up happening is they start, you know, Fuente starts messing around. He starts playing Burmeister and, you know, Hooker sees the bench for reasons I still don't know. And he ends (laughs) up transferring. And now what is he doing? He's playing exceptionally well for Tennessee. Now that, that strikes me as like, that's a coaching thing, right? Like you have a, a, a player who I, when I watched it, I was like, man, he's good. Like he, like me, he's not like the best thrower, but, they had a good offensive system there that like, if you, if you lean into that, you could find an identity there. And what does Fuente do? He just kind of says, nah, throw it away and goes with this with Braxton Burmeister. Tell me what, I mean, if you've watched Burmeister at all, let me like, what kind of quarterback is he? Cause I've all I've seen with him, you know, he's had his moments, but he hasn't been as electric as I thought he might be going into this year.
1: Yeah. So do your point about, Puente and having to choose Burmeister, I think it was such an ego thing, right? Hennon Hooker was clearly the better quarterback. I saw personally last year with the Virginia Tech Carolina game where Hennon Hooker, Put the put Virginia Tech back in the game and only lost by one score because of his play. And so, when you're so prideful and so determined to make sure that your guy is the main starter, I can totally understand why Hendon Hooker left and is now thriving. And it almost seems as if you have to eat crow as a coach, when, and you have a, a lot of explaining to do when situations like that happen. So, Burmeister overall, though, you know, he's been one thirteen for two hundred and eight attempts, only four over fourteen hundred yards on the season and he has nine touchdowns on the year and three interceptions so he's a solid quarterback he's a great game manager but he is a man game manager that assumes he can do more so he likes to throw the long ball and it's just not his thing right he wants he is speedy as hell we call they call him bb3 he is very much you know when the defense starts to unwind on him and Every, the plays start to break down. He can absolutely use his legs, but when he tries to do too much with his arm, that's when things get tricky. And I think he tries to overdo it and oversell it and people can almost always call his bluff.
0: All right, in just a moment, I'm going to talk more about Virginia Tech and what Boston College, what what parts of this game might help Boston College get out of their slump, and where there's some some trouble brewing for the Eagles heading into Friday's game. But before we get into that, let's chat a little bit about Bet Online. We're back in Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action season. We're talking about Boston College and Virginia Tech. It's only a two and a half point spread right now with Virginia Tech as a, a favorite. Did you go with Boston College? Head on over to BetOnline. You can make your wager right now. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. When you head on over now and use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You know, the, the books, they do not like to give away free money. Bet Online is going to do just that. So head on over and check, check that out. Bet Online where the game starts built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever if you've listened to locked on boston college you've heard me talk about built bar i love it i have it every single day around two thirty in the afternoon it is my energy bar that gets me the energy i need to to, to power through all the work that i have to do most protein bars are chalky waxy or just hard to choke down Sometimes you need a glass of water to swallow some of those things. Felt Bar is soft, covered in 100% chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're trying something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'll swear you're eating a candy bar and I know you'll like it. My wife, myself, we eat one all the time. They're our favorite. And another thing about Built Bar, there's so many different flavors. They have all these promotional different flavors you can try out. Head over to BuiltBar.com. You can see which ones they have available right now. But they also have some uh, regular flavors that you can try out, like coconut, which is my favorite, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built Bar is having some limited time flavors, so check out their website. You might find something you really like. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I am joined by Candace Cooper. She is our host of Locked On ACC, a show that I join her on Wednesdays, if you want to check that out. You can find Locked On ACC wherever you get your podcasts. And I know you make Locked on BC your first listen every morning. Make Locked on ACC your second because I think you're going to really enjoy it. There's a great um, – we have a great series of hosts. Candice, who are some of your favorite hosts that you get to, to go be on the show with? Other than well, me. You
1: know, <laughs> yeah, besides you, AJ, I love talking to Ken Gibbs from Locked on Wolfpack. Also got JJ Jackson from Locked on Blue Devils. Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. And Jersey Drake from Locked on Seminoles. And that might be everybody. <laughs> but,
0: so I because- have to say – Yeah. I always look at my metrics. My episode with Kenton, Kenton Gibbs was my highest rated episode in the last two months. We had a great time talking. It was a lot of fun. So if you like our, my, my conversation before the NC state with Kenton Gibbs, check him out on locked on ACC as well.
1: I'm telling you, I think it's because you both are so knowledgeable on the football front and you probably were talking for days. And so that doesn't surprise me one bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I probably get in trouble with our bosses because I think our episode went way over 30 minutes, but we had a great conversation. So Um, Much deserved. All right. So we're talking about Boston College and Virginia Tech. It's the Red Bandana game, which, you know, if you are a fan or or know anything about the story of, of the Red Bandana, it's a special event. Wells Crowther, a Boston College lacrosse player. Uh, saved 13 people's lives during 9 11 and was seen as the man with the red bandana as he kept going up the, the stairs to save people. It's a story that I know Boston College fans all know. Um, it's going to be a big game. It's going to be a big game because Boston College will have, it looks like freshman quarterback Emmett Moorhead starting in place of Dennis Grosell. Candace, talk to me about what Boston College, uh, what Virginia Tech needs to do to win this game.
1: Yeah. So I think that Virginia Tech is going to have to take the emotion out of this game quickly, as much as this game represents for the Eagles. And it's very important and love that for them. I think that Virginia Tech is going to have to come out and strike first. They're going to have to make sure that the energy is high on their side of the ball, because if they keep it close, I think that Moorhead is you know figure is going to figure it out maybe I would hope so Grossell mm-hmm. couldn't but maybe Moorhead could right so I think it's all about having that opening drive and setting the tone and making the statement and then just being able to manage you know the new offense and certainly get those quick three and outs on the defensive side can you give your offense enough time to secure some plays and have time of possession but make sure that your defense isn't allowing those big chunk plays or extending drives or getting into penalty trouble, which is certainly something that's hurt the Hokies in these past couple of matchups. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing for the Hokies this Saturday.
0: And is there an area of weakness on Virginia tech that you think Boston college could exploit?
1: Well, I think they have trouble scoring, right? They only have 20 plus points per game this year. So it's not like, there's been high flying scoring every drive type of matchups. So I think that defensively Boston college, who isn't the best, you know, on paper, but they still have put up some really good close games. Right. So I think it's all mm-hmm. about, if you keep it close, Virginia tech is not going to be the type of team that can somehow just have a quick two minute drill play and score a quick seven or, you know, six or seven and have you really scratching your head wondering what you're going
0: to do. All right. And I want to get your prediction. What do you think is going to happen on Friday?
1: You know, Friday Night Lights, I think it's always been fun for me so far. As someone who covers the entire ACC, uh, Friday games seem to be the most exciting, and I'm going to lie. I think that it's going to be just a testament to how well Boston College can, you know, you utilize their energy. Can you pack out Illinois Stadium? Can you make... Coach Hafley look better on, you know, can you pour into him and give him all the good vibes? Because we know right now they got nothing to lose. And I think those are the scariest teams when they're four for four and they're trying to figure out both teams sitting at four for four with nothing to lose. They're trying to play spoiler. And, you know, as we talk about the coast, so Boston College might not necessarily be in the Atlantic picture, but Virginia Tech certainly still has a chance. I can't even believe that we're saying that with the four loss team, but there's still a chance for them to come through on their coastal division wins. So I think they've got a lot to play for and I think pride is the biggest thing for Boston college. I see though a 28 21 ending in favor of Boston college again, with that emotional pride behind them.
0: So that that's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm talking myself into this game again, because (laughs) what Morehead does. And you know, if you haven't had a chance to watch him yet, he's got a bazooka for an arm. And that's yeah. what, that's what Grissel lacked. And I think that's why they moved on because when you have a, when you have a threat, like Zay flowers, I think it was his third pass of the game hit him for 44 yards. And so you get him going and that, could you know, start to get him more into the system. And I think that could be um, the case. And if they score 28 points, man, I think BC fans would be crazy happy about that. Um, now, Candace, just random questions to end this episode. You're f- you're from the Carolinas, you know, you, you're from that area who is your favorite all-time boston college player either basketball or football
1: oh that is such a good question so matt ryan would definitely be a football standpoint and i cannot his name starts with a t is it ty it might be some tyrese
0: Tyrese rice yep
1: Yep. thanks there you go tyrese rice i think he was just like literally reminds me of kind of like a tie loss just fast as hell, right? Yeah. And can drop on a dime. So I, I really appreciated his game and it made bas- Boston College basketball relevant. And so I think it's always fun when it's not just talk about are typical for here in the Carolinas that we actually have to pay attention to some other schools. And I know that you're feeling a little bit of angst towards this season basketball, but I think that coach is going to have a solid team better than most people think. I don't know. That's just me. All
0: right. And finally, my last question is I'm starting to hear, and it it drives me crazy because I think he's a good coach, but I know he's learning and there's some mistakes. I'm starting to hear some fans bashing Jeff Halfley. Oh, As someone from an outsider's perspective, what is your, and and someone who covers lock, you know, the ACC, what is your perspective of Halfley?
1: I think that the adjustment to not having Phil your COVID is hard for anybody because you have to mentally, you know, change your whole mindset and so pour into these guys. But I don't really know what Boston College fans expect out of this season. I think if we just got some good wins, we should be happy. I mean, that Mizzou game was definitely something to hold your hat on. You almost beat Clemson. Like, there are definitely positive takeaways in a coach in what year two? I don't know if you looked around the conference, but there's people that have been there for several more years who aren't doing as well as Coach Halfley has. I mean, you could talk about Syracuse, right? And I think that Coach Halfley just needs time and he needs the right set of horses in the stable in order to really deliver. And if they're, if people are patient, you're absolutely going to have Boston College in the preseason conversation, if Phil comes back, which I believe he is, or just even in general, I think they've always had a strong offensive line, but you gotta be patient. Like that's the biggest thing for fan bases is you don't give them at least three, let's evaluate after three years and maybe a borderline five, but let's give coach half a little more time.
0: Right. And that's what kind of what I'm thinking. Like, you know, they're starting, you know, they're going to the third quarterback of the season and there's, there's issues. There's definitely issues. You watch that offensive line. That's a problem. You see yeah. the defense and they're struggling but I think a lot of that's based on the fact the offense just can't stay on the field and yeah. um but I you know if they win two games right they two out of the next four they could easily mm-hmm. do that Florida State uh Georgia Tech they could beat Virginia Tech the knock probably won't beat Wake Forest but I have a whole episode to talk about why BC could beat Wake Forest we'll talk about that later um I, you know you win two games you win six games you win the seventh in a, in a bowl game. You know, even if it's against like an AAC team without Phil Dracovic, that's a successful season still. I Absolutely. Think. And
1: then Absolutely. you build off
0: that and then you build off of that going into Phil Dracovic coming back next year. I still think Zay Flowers comes back. That's you're, you've you got something there again. So thank you for your your thoughts. cans where, where can people find you on your social media or on uh, your podcast?
1: No doubt, locked on ACC podcasts every single day. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on Twitter at Locked On ACC. If you want to follow me personally, at Candice D. Cooper Diaz and Dog, and you can follow me there. We can talk shop in terms of football and basketball. We're looking forward to this season and talking with AJ more every Wednesday. So make sure you guys tune in there. And I appreciate your time, AJ. I love love being on the show and talking with you.
0: It was weird uh, changing changing chairs, but I, again, I want to <laughs> I want to recommend Locked On ACC to all my listeners because. I said, Candace, she's an excellent host. And there's so many interesting co-hosts. I love Drizzy Drake. I love Kenton and Tyler (laughs) and and Josh. Like, just check them out because you get a different flair every day with with candace and it's it's a really interesting show to kind of give you the whole conference perspective so check out locked on acc wherever you get your podcast or on youtube i keep pointing that youtube out check them out there this is aj black thank you all for listening we'll be back again tomorrow we're going to dive in more into the nuts and bolts of the virginia tech Hokies. i'll give you some stats and i'll give you what boston college has to do to win this game you going to want to check that out you can find us wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. You can find the podcast at Locked on BC. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.